Before we dive into this week's episode, I just wanted to hit you out with a special announcement. So, um, I have just launched an ebook on blogging called Blog On, a starter kit for entrepreneurs. So, if uh, you've been looking for a little help with your setting up your blog and getting results and uh, you're not really sure where how to get started and you personally are an entrepreneur as many of you are then you'll definitely be really interested in this book so uh, you can find it over at gum.co slash blog on for entrepreneurs welcome to episode 19 of People Behind the Business, a show for small businesses with small teams and huge ambitions. I'm your host, Rosemary Richings. So far, I have done episodes with one boudoir photographer and a visibility specialist. And the one thing that I find until this episode hasn't been talked about in much detail is just the very practical issue of preparing for your first photo shoot. And that's exactly what I got this week's guest on the show for. Her name is Mira Whiting. And without further ado, I am going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. Mira Whiting. I am a portrait photographer in the Boston area. And I photograph people um, from at all stages. Um, I photograph families and I do a lot of headshot sessions and I really just love portraiture in all its forms. Uh, could you explain a little bit more what portrait photography is for anyone that might not be familiar? Sure. So um, portrait photography is taking pictures of people. Um, so landscape photography is, you know, for instance, would be taking pictures of scenery, you know, you go on vacation and you see beautiful mountains. Um, portrait photography is really about capturing the essence of people and who they are, I think. Um, and it's something that I really try and infuse into all my work, um, whether it's an event or a newborn session or a high school senior, um, really trying to capture the essence of the person. So could you elaborate on that? What What is your typical process? Then? Sure. So um, it really starts with the initial inquiry from the client. Um, it's really helpful to me to find out more about the person who is looking for photography services, um, because that will help me uh, figure out how to best run the session. So for instance, um, if... Um, if I, you know, get a headshot inquiry from a client who is job hunting and I know that they are in the nonprofit world or in a little bit of a creative field, then that helps inform what kinds of locations I suggest, um, you know, I would suggest very different locations for that person than I might for somebody who is a bank manager, for instance, and may need something a little more formal um, and, you know, a more, a little less freeform. Um, 
it, with families. Um, I often find that, um, you know, I'll find, I'll, you know, the person who will, I, so I recently got this, um, this inquiry from this family who I had worked with before and they were super excited to do another fall portrait session with me. And the mom said that her oldest kid who's six and a half right now, um, has just lost his front teeth and that that was her impetus for scheduling this portrait session. And so I know that my job in this session more than ever, I mean, I always try, but especially is to get those big toothy grins from him because, you know, some people smile with their mouth closed and that's their normal smile. But for him, I really worked hard. I told a lot of ridiculous jokes that were really bad, you know, like kid jokes, right? Um, to really get him laughing so that we could see that that, that those teeth were missing. Um, so that initial inquiry is so important to me in figuring out what my job is during a portrait session. That's a trend I find with a lot of photographers too. Uh, I remember I, I was getting some shots for my passport and I was clearly uncomfortable because it was just taking a long time. And I can remember a photographer just saying, just remember a happy moment. And suddenly I relaxed yeah. into it. So definitely. So how do you find the prep is on your end for something like a business portrait shoot versus like a family or new newborn shoot? So with a newborn shoot, the prep is totally different. Um, I like to find out if the family has particular colors that they're that they gravitate towards. Um, I have a whole bunch of scarves and wraps that I bring with me. Um, so I will bring, I will pick and choose what, um, seems to fit the family the most and bring still a fairly wide variety. So within that, they can choose things. Um, but, um, and for a newborn session, I also, um, make sure I have a space heater, because warm babies are happy babies. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I really talk through the process with them. I have a whole prep guide um, for my newborn sessions that talks about how um, it's helpful to dress them before I arrive, um, how um, uh, it's very helpful if they can turn up the heat in their own house um, so that, you know, my little space heater isn't doing quite so much work um because if the ambient temperature is warmer then sometimes i don't even have to bring out my space heater um you know we talk about um i i talk with them a lot about how a newborn session is designed to have breaks because um you know newborns have tiny stomachs and need to eat frequently and that's totally normal newborn behavior um and so you know, I talk to them about how feeding breaks are normal. We're probably going to change half a dozen diapers before we're done, you know, um, and that that's, you know, not anything to stress about. Um, I try and reassure them that the whole process is something that should be very relaxed and something that they don't have to get stressed out about. Um and, you know, I talk to them about if there's anything that's really important to them to include, 
Um, there is one family that I worked with recently where there was a baby rattle that the baby's, it was either great grandfather or great, great grandfather had had that he brought with him when they, when he came over from the Netherlands and that it was really important to incorporate that family heirloom into the portrait session. So I, you know, I started thinking to myself about, you know, what sorts of posing options did we have that could really highlight something that was so special to them? Um, and things. So there's a lot that goes in and that's probably just scratching the surface. I'm probably not even thinking about all the things that I do to get ready for a newborn session. Um, they're definitely the most involved <laughs> of any session that I do. Um, for a family with older kids, you know, toddlers or school age kids or teenagers, um, I like to find out what sorts of things they're interested in. Um, cause, you know, if, if, you know, your toddler is super into trucks, I might sort of brush up on my truck terminology. Um, I have three kids myself, none of whom have been super into trucks, so I never really quite learned it fully, but, um, I, you know, but, you know, I'll sort of find out what they're interested in so that, you know, especially with really little kids, it's helpful to be able to engage with them about something that they are into. And frankly, the same is true with teenagers. You know, I worked, um, one of my favorite clients last fall, um, had two teenagers, um, who were, you know, one of them was applying to colleges and the other one was, you know, a couple years younger and starting to think about it. And so asking, you know, asking about like what sorts of things they want to study, what do they like doing with their friends, just to sort of connect with them as humans. Um, because once you've connected as humans, it's a lot easier to get so, to, to, to be relaxed in front of the camera and get genuine emotion and expressions in the portraits. Um, so I do a lot of that kind of legwork before a session. Um, and similarly before a headshot session, you know, I'll ask, you know, you know, is this somebody who's just gotten a promotion and needs a headshot for a press release? Or, you know, is this somebody who is on the job market and um, really needs something that will be engaging and grab somebody when they're looking at resumes? Um, you know, is this somebody who is looking for a headshot for a dating profile? You know, what do they want to convey um, with that profile picture? Um, sort of finding out more about them. And the more information I get, the better I am able to do my job. That's a good point, too, about the human elements as well, because I would argue that no matter what age group you're, you're taking photos of, that that's always really the most important part for a camera to feel less alien and weird. Absolutely. Sure. So, um, going back a bit to the professional shoots, uh, how do you find is the best way to deal with, uh, like preparing people in terms of attire and picking up on all the differences in their industry? Absolutely. Um, I feel like a lot of people, feel like they need to wear something super formal and super dressy um, when they have a headshot taken. And depending on what their goal is with the headshots, 
that can that can be true or it can be not true at all. And even within that, there can be opportunity for personal expression. Um, the prep guide that I send out to all of my headshot clients um, and also have on my website is uh, it talks about attire and it talks about how it's so important for you to feel good and comfortable in what you're wearing. Because if you are uncomfortable in your clothing, no matter how amazing it looks on you, you are going to look uncomfortable on camera. Yeah, uh, that doesn't necessarily translate well when using it on other things as well. Right. So, um, you know, I have, um, you know, I, I, I encourage people to um, find an outfit that they feel good in. Um, and that they feel looks good on them. Um, I'm always happy. I always tell my clients that I'm happy to have them take pictures of things that they're considering for their outfit with their cell phone and shoot me an email with them. And I can help them put together what I think will look best, especially since I'm generally more familiar with the location that we're shooting in than they may be. So I'll have some idea of what the colors are. And, you know, um, especially if, you know, we've got certain kinds of trees, you know, oh, you know, that green might clash with the trees. But why don't you try this navy, you know, that you also really like. Um, so that part of the process is something that I am always happy to be involved in. People don't always send me pictures of what they're considering. Um, but it's something that I'm always happy to be a resource for. Um, I also encourage people to think of outfits that um, are a little bit modular. So, you know, a jacket that we can do on or off, a couple of different scarves, maybe a necklace or two, um, depending on sort of what different looks they might want to incorporate. My headshot sessions are only a half an hour. Um, so I find that it's generally not quite long enough for full changes of clothes. Although if people want to take that time, they're welcome to. Um, but I find that we can achieve lots of different looks by just changing out the accessories. So bringing along some options is a great way to get different looks and to stay flexible um, and, you know, for instance, there may be, um, you know, that hot pink scarf you love, <laughs> you know, maybe exactly what you want to use. Um, but your photographer may be like, well, actually today is really, really bright and sunny. And so what's going to happen if you wear the hot pink scarf is that it's going to bounce hot pink light up onto your face and cause some color casts, for instance. So the photographer can, your photographer can then, um, sort of shift things as needed on the spot, which I find can be really helpful. How do you think this, um, that your approach varies if you find that like they need multiple angles, like if they need a headshot and, uh, something like like a photo for their website or something like that? Do you find that you have to tell them different things or? I, I don't. I find that generally if they plan the full outfit, then um, we're good to go for whatever we need to do. Um, I worked um, once with a health and wellness coach who really wanted some really active shots 
for using on her website, in addition to some more standard sort of head and shoulders, traditional headshots. And she had a great outfit that, you know, she could look a little more sporty in when we were doing, in this case, we were at a particular location where there were these low brick walls that she was jumping off of and like throwing her arms up in the air. Um, and then when she did, she did want a little bit more of a traditional look for her headshots. So she did have a black jacket that she put on over um, the shirt that she was wearing. And so that really allowed us to um, achieve all the different looks that she was going for without really needing to change most of her clothes. So speaking of that, what sort of preparation do you think uh, business owners can do from home for their first photo shoot to get just the right level of confidence on their end? Yeah. So I think that the most important part of that is to try really hard. I know it's so hard, but it's so helpful if you can try and minimize the negative self-talk. We do a lot of this to ourselves as women, um, you know, we're hypercritical and stuff. And that if you can just sort of try to put some of that aside um, and maybe, you know, if you have a good friend or a spouse who um, can really help talk you up, um, for, you know, to give you a little bit of a pep talk. I always try and talk to my clients about how beautiful I think they are. And, um, cause I do genuinely think that they are beautiful. Um, and it's, um, and it's always astonishing to me. I know it shouldn't be, but it is just how ingrained in adult women, especially, um, negative self-image can be. Um, Another thing to think about is that as we've all gotten used to the selfie where your arm is way, way up when you're taking the picture, it's a very different angle than a traditional portrait angle. And we can certainly do some of that. But the angles the pictures are taken at changes shapes. So to just sort of look at yourself in the mirror, uh, face on, and really get comfortable with how you look. Um, That, you know, I do always try, uh, you know, it's standard practice to shoot from slightly above. um, But that super, super high angle is something that I think a lot of people get very used to. Um, and it's something that is not always what will actually get them the look that they are necessarily going for, for their, for the rest of their goals with the portrait session. So it's something to just sort of think about, um, and try and talk yourself through being a little bit more comfortable with. Uh, my father's in the film industry, and the first time I ever uh, was on camera and doing Facebook Lives and things, that's interesting you bring that up, because that was the first thing he said, make sure your camera is a bit elevated yes. above you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your photographer should be doing that. Um, definitely. This is why, I mean, 
I am a very short person. <laughs> I'm barely taller than five feet. Um, 95% of my adult clients plus <laughs> um, are significantly taller than I am. I go to every single portrait session with a stool, a little folding step stool, so that I can get to a flattering angle. And also be on the same height, too, so that it looks more personable, I can imagine. Yes, yes. You definitely want that eye contact and sort of that... I I, I love to have sort of that conversational feel. Hmm. So what would you... What, what do you mean by conversational feel? Well, that if you look at the picture, you can imagine that you are in a conversation with this person. Hmm. That especially, you know, that... I feel like it's so important um, for a lot of my clients to have people feel like they are approachable. You know, I've recently worked with um, a recently graduated uh, um, genetics counselor and a school counselor, um, a children's book author. Um, These are people who want to really draw people in and to seem approachable. And so that feel to their portraits is very important to me. So in terms of for first timers who uh, haven't worked with photographers before, what do you think is the best like basic lingo to, to know, to make sure that they're, they're getting the angles that they want. They're getting the look they want, things like that. Um, I think that it's important to talk to your photographer. If you have particular things that you're self-conscious about, um, that will help the photographer be aware and do their best to minimize it. Um, and I think that sort of keeping those lines of communication open is the most important thing. So uh, when do you find your clients are their best during a photo shoot? Um, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Oh, yeah. When do you find that your clients are at their best during a photo shoot? And oh. how do you get them to that point? Do you yeah, so often? I definitely find that it's towards the end. Um, that um, especially for headshot clients, families are a totally different story. Um, but for headshot clients, it is definitely um, it is, you know, as they relax and sort of understand the process that we're going through, um, that I find that that's when we get our best images. Huh. And uh, what about there's a sense of them feeling uncomfortable early on? Uh, how, how do you often find the signs of that and deal with that? Um, so it's usually pretty obvious if somebody's um, getting uncomfortable. Um, sometimes often people will just come right out and say something, um, which is always helpful. Um, my portrait sessions are a judgment free zone. So, um, you know, I would hope that my colleagues in other parts of the country feel similarly, um, that, you know, your photographer is not going to get upset with you if you say that you're uncomfortable. Um, but I find that sometimes, I'll just get them talking. I'll ask how long they've been in the area. Um, if they've said that they have kids, I'll ask about their kids and just have it be a conversation. And we'll take the time to just chat for a little bit so that huh. 
it's it's a little bit of a distraction. It's a little bit of them get, getting a little bit more comfortable with me. Um, and um, I find that that is definitely the most effective way to do that. With kids, I find that um, it varies a lot. Getting on their level, just sort of, again, engaging them in conversation, um, you know, letting, you know, asking them if they have any ideas of what they want to do for photos. Cause you know, kids who are old enough to talk about this often have ideas. They want to do a superhero pose or they want to do this crazy dance move that they love. And some of that may not make it, some of it may make it into the final gallery. Some of it may not, but the fact that we take the time out to do what they want to do then helps them become more comfortable when I'm asking them to do things. Yeah, because they might have an idea of something that's cool to them that uh, may surprise you too. Right, absolutely. Sometimes the kids have the best ideas. Yeah, I used to work with Kim. Uh, I would sometimes find that. It would often be surprising how often they would have something really creative and cool. Yeah. Well, and with kids, especially sort of lower middle elementary school age kids, my favorite trick to get them comfortable is to have them tell me jokes. So instead of me telling them jokes to get them to laugh, they tell me a joke. And sometimes it is the most ridiculous non sequitur that, you know, to an adult, is just bizarre and not at all funny. But to a kid, it's the most hilarious thing. And again, they feel heard. They feel like I actually care about them as a person, that I'm not just trying to like get them to do things. Um, and they also totally crack up at their own jokes. And their parents crack up at their jokes because, you know, their parents are like, oh my God, this is ridiculous, right? And then everybody's happy. Right. <laughs> and then everybody's happy and laughing. And so yeah, and then it looks better. Right. So, you know, again, like, it doesn't matter, like, what their joke is. It doesn't, you know, and the, just making them feel heard is so important, I think, in a family portrait session. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to wrap up probably one of the most uh, key takeaways from this episode, which is just that it's really more about communication and being heard than the actual scary medium of the camera itself. Absolutely. So to sum things up, what do you wish more people knew about what working with a photographer is really like? I wish that fewer people were scared of it. Yeah. I think that certainly all of my local colleagues who... I get together with and talk shop with feel the way that I do about how portrait sessions should be in terms of this communication. Um, and they're really approachable, kind people. And so I hear a lot of people who say, Oh, you know, I'm not photogenic. I shouldn't do it. I'm so scared to go get my headshot taken. Um, or, you know, ma a lot of moms say, you know, Oh, you can just take pictures of the kids. And I just really wish that people were less scared of getting in front of the camera. And I'm totally sympathetic because I actually hate being in front of the camera myself. But, you know, it's something I'm working on. 
And um, it's something that I hope my clients feel less nervous about going forward after they've had a session with me. And it probably helps, too, that you can sympathize with where they're coming from. Definitely. I, I hope so. Yeah. So anything you want to share about any projects or cool stuff you have coming up? Um, right now, I am in the throes of fall portrait season. Um, we have beautiful fall color here in Boston. And um, so that is really what I am working on the most right now. I'm looking forward to being indoors with some newborns um, over the winter. I've got a couple already lined up and just seeing where next year takes me. Hmm. And the heat elements, of course, and the warmth of it. Yes. <laughs> Always lovely. Yeah, newborn <laughs> sessions are more fun in the winter for me than in the summer where it's also 90 degrees outside. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> So where can listeners find you online? So I am on Facebook and Instagram at Mira Whiting Photography, both places. And my website is MiraWhitingPhotography.com. All right. So thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. How would you feel about becoming a donor to the People Behind Business podcast? If you loved what you heard on this week's episode, you holy can't. Uh, over on patreon.com slash rosemaryrichings. There are amazing benefits such as one-on-one -on -one content creation coaching and shout outs on future episodes to either you or your organization. So if that sounds great, once again, my Patreon, patreon.com. If you like what you heard and you would like to keep up to date on future episodes, hit the subscribe button on your podcast listening device. And I also have an active newsletter for podcasts, updates, and etc. And the link for that is available in the show notes if you'd like to opt into that. And of course, tell all your friends and I'll see you soon on future episodes.